Hey, I'm Garrett. And I'm Daniel. And this is Modern Gaze. Today's episode is a special one. We're diving into the transformative energy of Scorpio season. It's also Halloween, and it's a fun time for Scorpios like me. That's right. We're talking about how this season is affecting all of us, from the mysterious aura it brings to the table to how it's stirring the pot within the LGBTQ plus community. And during Halloween, I actually just want to call it Gay Christmas, and a lot of queer people do as well. Yes, we love Gay Christmas, so stay tuned because we have some exciting horoscope updates for each of the zodiac signs that you won't want to miss. It's Halloween. I think the merge between Halloween and Scorpio and mysterious vibes Sco- and spooky, spooky season. Spooky mysterious. It's a woo! Like a, a wolf. Yes. Is that right? It's a wolf, it's, right? Not a fox. What are you, Shakira, right now? Well, yeah, I am, I guess. <laughs> What's that song? Werewolf. Werewolf. She wolf. She wolf. She's a she wolf. Well, that's a perfect song for Halloween. Stop it. Anyway, speaking of Halloween, we're not going out this year for Halloween, sadly, but it's because probably we're in Melbourne. If we were in WeHo, we would be definitely going out in West Hollywood. Yes. So if we were in West Hollywood this year, in 2023, what would be your Halloween get up girl? Oh, well... I would feel like maybe doing a bit of drag or cosplay or just like really just something I would never do. I feel like I would go Barbie. I think we should do Barbie and Ken. Nah, too expected. Yeah, come on. It's fun. Do you know how many Barbie and Kens are going to be out there? That's the point. No, you're going to just. It's like, where's Wally? Waldo. Yeah. Wally. Waldo. It's Wally. Where's Wally? The book is called Where's Wally? It's Waldo. Guys. It's Wally. Is that the Australian version? Yeah, where's Wally? No, the, it's Waldo. <laughs> Can you just Google where's Waldo right now? Waldo. Okay, Googled. Sorry, you lost. It comes up as where's Wally. Oh, I really didn't know. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. One to Dan, zero to Garrett. <laughs> Tick. Now that it's fully gone and we've lost our chance oh i'm scared what is it i would be a concert goer to the renaissance tour i love that and if you already went to a concert and you have that costume recycle wear it again so let's kick off things by talking about scorpio season Yes, Scorpio season. I think the energy has been so heavy and so intense over the last couple of weeks what are you trying to say about scorpios I'm saying that you're a lot. That's what I'm trying to say, girl. (laughs) My aura, and I think like the aura and the vibe of so many Scorpios is this energy that is intense. Mm. Like it's deep. It could be emotional or introspective. Yes. And that's what this whole season, Scorpio season, is all about. Correct. It's about never apologizing and claiming your power and owning your authenticity and using your words to understand that everything is temporary and emotions are waiting to be transformed into your next chapter. We're talking about this like from the point of view of astrology, right? Yes. And looking up into the stars and looking at the planets and, and the constellations, and the cosmos and looking for guidance mm. on what's coming into our lives, how we're acting, what we can expect, how we can maybe read ourselves a bit better. Yes, that's exactly right. And we have celebrity pop culture astrologer joining us, Kyle Thomas, who has been featured in E! Entertainment, Good Morning America, Cosmopolitan Magazine, and Entertainment Weekly, just to name a few. 
sharing his insight into what we can expect this spooky Scorpio season. During Scorpio season, we become consumed by the energies of this zodiac sign because the sun is our greatest luminary and is tied to our life force, focus, and collective vibration. We dive into the depths of our emotions, souls, desires, impulses, and feelings for positive or negative during Scorpio season. On a positive note, this can be a time of great transformation and rebirth as we shed layers that are merely haunting us and holding us down. However, it can also unleash the more challenging aspects associated with the zodiac sign, triggering power struggles, jealousy, conflicts, and darker activity. The key to truly channeling this energy in a positive way is to face your shadow self authentically and then transmute that vibration so that you are not chained to the more base impulses and instead moving toward your greatest self. Wow, and that was only a very short clip of what we can expect this Scorpio season. Kyle shared much more insight about what's going on in the next four weeks, as well as the whole history and background about what a Scorpio is. Anyway, I should be reading that and taking some notes. Check out kylethomasastrology.com for more, as well as the episode notes where we'll share more links that you can connect with him directly. I mean, I think that like... Gadar, mm. there is a Scorpdar. A Scorpdar? So is there also an Erdaf or Aries, my fellow Aries? No, no, no. The Scorpios are the only ones. Yeah. Are you serious? I don't know. I'm just going with that. <laughs> <laughs> but I just feel like you just know as a Scorpio when another Scorpio is in the room. Okay. How? It is a... The very mysterious? No, that no, I no. Talk. It is just like it's a very... The quiet? Analytical critical awareness mm. of others like it's like i think scorpios in general are quite introspective and intrapersonal like you can really get the vibe of the room really quickly and while we may be unaware or blissfully like just like in our own space not really being able to read everyone we can read a scorpio like when we see ourselves we yeah. can, we, we can like, oh, we see you boo over there in the corner. That's okay. I, I know you. Okay. I think Scorpios in general, either get along really well mm -hmm. or they're like mortal enemies, but then they will eventually get along really well. I agree. I think that's probably fair to say about a lot of star signs. You generally gel well with your, another person that has the same sign as you. But do you remember that one time we went to visit your family back in LA and we checked into the hotel and the guy was like, looking at our ID when we checked in and he was like, Ooh, boo, you're a Scorpio. And then he looked at mine and he was like, you're an Aries. How the hell are you two guys together? Yeah. He was like, I can't deal with Scorpios. Do you remember that? Yeah, that was really funny. That was so funny. We just played into it so we could get like free drink tickets and a room upgrade. And he gave us a bottle of champagne, which was very nice. Check. Thank you, girl. During Scorpio season, where it's this time of navigating emotional waters, right? You're looking at your relationship dynamics. You're going quite deep because that's like where I'm always at. I'm always in my head, mm. you know? I think it's a time of deep emotional introspection. And it's not just for Scorpios, it's for everyone because this is the season, like if you like it or not, you're sitting in it. Yeah, so Scorpio season will run until 22nd of November. Yeah. And so it's a four week, it's a four week transformation cycle. What's going to happen? We're going to have good sex, no stress, 
no ex bullshit, small circle of friends and big checks, apparently. I'll take all those things. <laughs> we'll take it all, girl. <laughs> so over the next four weeks, you can just fully throw yourself into really getting deep into what is going on in your life, in your love life, in your work, in your relationships, in everything that's in and around your whole world, step-by-step, movement-by-movement, get down the to-do list. You're going to get it all done because you can get really, really focused over these next four weeks. I love it. So at the end of this episode, we're going to be bringing up everyone's horoscope for Scorpio season. So we have some really good advice (laughs) or at least take it from the stars. We have some astro advice that we've been channeled from the universe. Yeah, channeled from the The interwebs. Cosmos. Yes, we have been referencing professionals. (laughs) Hercules. Yeah, coming up, so stay tuned. But before we get there, these times of Halloween debauchery, right? And this is where it connects really well with Scorpio season, is that Scorpio season starts off with debauchery and fun and revelry and just Mm. like go and have, you know, live out your deep, dark secrets and just have the most fabulous, incredible time and be a bit naughty. Can we be a bit naughty? Just for a minute, because then you got to wrap it up and get your head down and focus like eye on the prize. Eye on the prize, eye the tiger. Yeah, so then that's when you get all your shit done. But in this debaucherous time of Halloween, it is actually really fun to just like get dressed up and be whatever you want to be. And if you are truly a horny goat, goat, <laughs> dress up as a horny goat. Wow. You know, what's really funny is that that really resonates with me. Halloween allows you to be whatever you want to be. Mm. And it allows you to express yourself freely with no fucks given and to just be authentically you. Everything is on the table. Right. Like if you want to dress up as like your craziest like anime character, you can't. If you want to go with no clothes on and just be in the, a dog strap. Yeah. Yes. And like like body painted up. Right. That's go for it. Which we also just discussed in our last episode, gay math, which you can wear a body thong and a heavy chain necklace and you that's a full outfit. Gay math. Yeah. And also within the community, there's a lot of gay men and other queer people who do not always feel very comfortable to lean into their community yet or to lean into their sexual interests. And that comes in with like leather gear and harnesses and different types of ways to explore yourself sexually or intellectually, whatever. But on that day, on Halloween, you can wear all that stuff and Mm. you can be out and about and it could be a way for you to kind of like just test it out, see how you feel wearing that kind of stuff. Would that also be the same for like leather parties yeah. and daddy parties and all these types of well, parties? Well, maybe you're not confident yet to like wear that outfit and be like fully like thrown into that community yet. And then maybe Halloween is where you can trial it out a bit. Yeah. I just hate wearing leather because it makes my skin itchy and red. Oh, well, maybe It just- irritates me. <laughs> You need a high quality leather grain harness. Yeah, maybe. But I feel like I would just need to put powder on my skin or something. Oh, it's not latex. What are you, Erica Jane? America Jane, yeah. In that red leather (laughs) tops. Anyway, love Erica Jane. Um, No, but seriously, with this time to really explore yourself and be yourself and express yourself. And yeah, it's not always you. You're not always like, if you want to dress up as like 
you know, a unicorn. Maybe you identify as a unicorn, but you can also just be having some fun and some yeah. play. It's light, right? Yeah. It's lighthearted. So this concept of this carnivalesque holiday, this mm. safe space for many communities, but it's really unique and really special for marginalized communities to express nonconformity. It's about you not having to fit the mold. You can be whatever you want. It's very true. And I think it's so relevant because think about how many times people get excited whenever they have a celebration or a birthday party where it's dress up. Everyone yeah. gets so excited because there's, they're not conforming. They can like be whatever they want to be. And it actually wasn't always legal to do so. Did you know that? It wasn't legal to dress up. No. Really? Spill the spooky tea. <laughs> During Halloween, it was a really great opportunity for people to really express themselves, to dress up. But outside of Halloween, it could have been illegal to dress up. Why? Because there were cross-dressing laws uh. in action within the United States and a lot of other countries where you would not be allowed to dress up as another gender. You're like, you could not put on a dress really? and heels. It was actually illegal up until at least 1975, 1980. Wow. And in some states, I'm sure it was cool. In some states, it wasn't. But it wasn't... In until then, which is not that long ago, where you really could potentially be fined or arrested for putting on a dress. That's crazy. It's just wild. Wow. And the laws are always changing. And these types of moments of celebration and carnivalesque type events, like if you think about Halloween, Mardi Gras, Mardi Gras, like even those kind of cultural celebrations where you can put on all these costumes in public, right? It's like the one day you can actually express yourself. So during the thirties, the forties and the fifties, this was actually like a holiday that was a safe haven for LGBTQ plus people. Wow. And it is actually referenced gay Christmas because it's so meaningful and it tracks back decades to the 30s. That's crazy. So in, I believe it was Chicago, there was a gentleman who put on these incredible Halloween parties. His name was Alfred Finney. and Go Alfred. Yeah. And he put on these really wonderful celebrations for his community and the people around him. Amazing. And it was a way for the community to get together underground mm. and have these- A secret scandalous party. It was a, it was a secret Halloween party. Oh. And it was a secret, a secret carnival wow. of the time of Scorpio season. Alfred, invite us. He and many other people in similar positions throughout the U.S. were starting to put together these kind of Halloween celebrations. Like a house party. Like a house party underground. Right. Newspapers didn't care. Nobody really talked about it. They kind of just accepted it. Um, even though being a gay man or a lesbian or someone who identified different than a straight cis human. Right. Um, I think that it was really hard to be, to live your life authentically. I'm obviously. Sure, yeah, of course. And um, these parties were kind of like these Halloween balls where everyone just celebrated themselves and celebrated this truly authentic self-expression. Right. I just can't imagine what it would have felt like to live in that time, but to also go to one of these parties. Like how incredible to be on that one night and the feeling that you would have must have had to be dressed up 1935 i'm sure and living your true authentic self 
for underground, underground, but, but for really for maybe the first or, you know, for the rare periods of time that you could, like it would have been really hard, but during that night of celebration, it would have been so beautiful. It could be this way for you to connect with others, but the legal and social restrictions over time have changed, right? Yes. Like now that the criminalization of cross-dressing has mostly gone away, yeah, it's coming back. And yeah, there's yeah, these yeah. drag bands Absolutely. where you're not allowed to dress and it's out of the sake of protecting the children, quote unquote, I or know. other bullshit excuses on just for ways for people to attack queer people and also really to attack trans people. I think what's really beautiful about this whole evolution of Halloween and becoming a bit more progressive, I guess, is that we have all of these different types of celebrations. Right now we have Halloween, we have Mardi Gras, we have Carnival, we have Pride all across different cities and countries across the world. Because so many people dress up during Pride as well. People dress up for concerts, for live events, for music festivals, for like any type of event these days. These are communities and festival goers that are also quite embracing yes. of the queer community. Correct, I guess. Like if you think about Taylor and you th think about Beyonce yeah. and everyone that goes to their concerts and Madonna, like, mm -hmm. like these artists are very much in front, standing up and standing with yeah. the queer community. They're very progressive. So what is the most wildest Halloween party that you have been to? Okay, I actually really remember, that's a great question because I remember it so crisp so a friend of mine was having this like blowout halloween party at their house and i knew it was going to be a big one and mm. it was massive like it was in los angeles at hollywood hills party a party that you think that it's going to be in la you know it was it was literally that out of a movie i didn't want to go as like another slutty mario okay. i didn't want to go as <laughs> you didn't like, want to go as mario luigi no like i didn't want to be like another naked angel so i was like okay i'm just gonna wear this like black because you know i wear black i'm a scorpio, yeah, I'm, scorpio black, right? yeah. I'm just gonna wear this like sheer black top with this like cool tuxedo black blazer that had this satin look right and then day of the dead skull face yep but i was very serious about my makeup i wanted not just a skull mask you i want wanted a, detail. a, a detailed professional hollywood style makeup job i could not afford a makeup artist and i didn't even know where to look anyway mm. so i actually spent about 27 hours doing it yourself searching oh. youtube teaching myself makeup skills to create the perfect skull look mm. and i did a trial run because i wanted my day of this party to be like you know on point i did a trial run maybe like a week before that i got all the makeup i like went to 17 different mac stores and by me trying to save money this is what i do i try to save money and then i end up spending three times the amount of it because i didn't realize how expensive makeup is you do that with shopping too. Every, everything I do, I always do that. So <laughs> instead of just paying a makeup artist $250, I spent $580 on all this MAC makeup because I couldn't just go to like the Halloween store. <laughs> no, I needed like high quality makeup that wasn't going to cause a breakout because I had like acne prone skin. Yeah. And then you also probably bought makeup wipes and makeup remover and all that kind of the stuff. That works actually. Yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so I spent like maybe like two and a half hours doing my makeup and it just looks so freaking awesome good I was so proud of myself yes and everyone commented on how cool i looked and i was really happy nice yeah and then how was the party party was amazing oh. everybody was like in incredible costumes and i was one of them and i felt really good i was really just vibing it you that's know that's cool that's really fun
It was a good time. Nice. What about you? Weren't you a sexy Mario? No, I wasn't a sexy Mario. I was a Mickey Mouse. You were a sexy Mickey Mouse? I think I was. No, I was a fireman. I was a fireman. I just remember a red hat and I just had a vision. I yes, was like, oh, I wait. was a red hat with, I had no top on and then I had like the whole get up on of a fireman. Well, you had the body yada yada to do it. Yeah, me and Monique, we dressed up, we went down to WeHo, we met all these random strangers at the time. And then that night it bloody rained, like torrential rain uh-huh. in West Hollywood. And we got Ubers there. We didn't drive there. We didn't realize how hard it would be to get out of West Hollywood. And we met these guys. They were kind of into me. Both of them? Maybe, probably. <laughs> maybe okay. threesome. But- we think the other one was into Maniqua. So then they were like, come back to our house, come back to the hotel. We're staying at the Mondrian at the top of sunset. So we walked, Maniqua was in hills. We walked up La Cienega. That's a steep hill. Up that steep ass hill, all the way to the Mondrian in the rain. Yeah. At midnight drunk. And then what happened? A lot of stuff happened, but we (laughs) need to go into that episode. Um, But basically I left the morning in my fireman. (laughs) In an Uber at 7 a.m. And Monique was in her leopard. Aww. Yeah. Well, I'm sure everyone has that walk of shame after <laughs> Halloween in Los Angeles. And you know what? It's so true. And it's so funny because the Uber was like, big night, eh? Yeah. <laughs> well, but those are the good times. Those are good times. You those know, like stories. And I think I was also probably like 24. Not even. I was like 21, 22. Yeah. So I was like this little Aussie boy in WeHo for his first Halloween, having the best time. You know what's crazy? I think that it is about going out. It is about dressing up and it is about really fully expressing yourself and surrounding yourself with cool, fun people yeah. that you love. It's about unleashing your, your inner characters. Yeah. Like I think we're more dynamic and we're more complex than we like to admit or sometimes know. And Halloween's a really fun time to explore that a bit. I agree. I love seeing people come out and dress up on Halloween. It's actually... One of my favorite things to watch. It's People liberating. Watch. You know, it's liberating. It's liberating. It's fun. It's like an authentic way to be yourself and connect with others. And, and it's celebratory. It feels celebratory. celebratory you know, it like is. it feels like a, it feels like Christmas. Like it actually feels like we're celebrating something. Yeah. Which is nice. Well, we are. Well, happy Halloween to everyone this week. Happy Halloween, kids. Stay safe out there. Yes. And have lots of candy. And lots of sex. because it's scorpio season all right scorpio season so let's get into some horoscopes all right let's fly through you get it fly it's halloween spooky season on the broomstick yeah so we we have a a (laughs) we have a cheeky horoscope for each and every sign each and every one of you guys out there right well you can start with scorpio myself because i'm a scorpio so for my other scorpios out there It's important to embrace your newfound sense of discipline this season as you focus on structure and healthy boundaries and it will transform you and captivate others as well. Yes. And for Sagittarians out there, your altruistic detours might seem like a hot mess right now, but by the end of the season, you'll find clarity and purpose setting the stage for your own season to truly shine. Oh, hey, I like that one. I'd rather have that one. Yeah, because the Sagittarius season's next after Scorpio season. Okay. Capricorn. Saturn's forward motion in Pisces signals a season of effortless achievements for you. 
So go ahead and give yourself a round of applause because you have earned it. Lady Gaga would love that because she has a song called Applause. Mm. Um, for the Aquarians out there, while the cosmic ties may seem against you right now, ouch, your unique ability to find grace in discord will lead you to deeper self-understanding by the season's end. Ah, so Aquarius, stay classy, keep it together. And it's all going to come to an end. It's all going to be fine. Yep. So Pisces, two moons in your sign amplify your emotional and creative energy, making this season where your goals align perfectly with your intuition. I love that one. Now, this is my turn, girl. Aries. I love all my Aries crew. If you're an Aries, please holler at me. Though you're in a period of introspection, yes, your focus on personal development through small, consistent actions will yield meaningful progress. That is so relevant right yeah, now. Yeah, so you are actually taking small steps right now on working towards something that you really want to achieve. Taurus, your full moon brings a partial lunar eclipse, making this the perfect time to balance your ID and intellect. Mm. Especially as Venus and Uranus spice up your Halloween. Oh, what's getting spicy? Oh, they're going to get the spicy one up there. Gemini, Mercury's dancing through Scorpio and Sagittarius may bring some bumps. Oh, but by season's end, you'll find a harmonious balance between desire and healing. Oh, they're very similar to Aquarius. They're going to mm. have a happy ending. Yeah. So maybe if you got Gemini's and Aquarius is out there, if you guys are friends or know each other, support one another. Get through it together, girl. Yeah. So cancer, your season is a roller coaster of moods, but the lunar influences in your sign bring a positive outlook on order, self-esteem, and communication. Very That's nice. That's a good trio. Yeah. yeah. For the Leos out there, though the last quarter moon challenges your efforts, listening to your irrational worries will help you dispel them. Get rid of them, girl. Leaving you undisturbed as you move forward. Virgo. Your Halloween promises to be an eccentric adventure, setting the stage for a late season focus on healing and breaking new ground in your personal journey. Very nice. I love that one. Libras, last and final. After an unusual end to October, your season turns peaceful, offering you a chance to indulge in the luxuriant sensations of late autumn. Wow. That's very nice. That's very nice. I want to be a Libra one. Luxurious once. lifestyles. I love luxury. <laughs> Give me that Prada and Louis and Chanel. <laughs> oh my God. All right. So that's a wrap for today's episode. And I hope you're feeling that Scorpio energy. And I hope you're also feeling that spicy Halloween season. So take those horoscopes into Scorpio season these next four weeks, especially even during Halloween. And make sure that you also just have... The most debaucherous, revelrous, fun, adventurous time of your life, knowing that you're going to put your head down, you're going to get the work done, and you're going to achieve every single thing that you want to. Absolutely. So remember to own your power. It's a transformative time, and you do you, boo. Until next week, keep owning your authentic self and building that vibrant life you've always wanted. Happy Happy Halloween. Halloween! Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Modern Gaze. We hope you're enjoying our podcast so far. Make sure that you follow, turn on alerts, and even turn on auto downloads so that you get our episodes first. Our episodes come out every Tuesday and they stream anywhere podcasts play. 